Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn. I want to be where the real geeks are. I want to hear, want to hear them podcast. <laughs> Talking about all those, <laughs> what do you call it? Old guy things. <laughs> up where they walk, because they can't run. Up where they sleep a lot, because it's fun. <laughs> Whimsying free. <laughs> Glad I can be. In a bygone geek world. <laughs> the seaweed wow. is always greener in somebody else's lake. <laughs> <laughs> That's my most embarrassing intro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, think you should be the new Ariel. I was on board with the latest Ariel. And a lot of people are. I was. And now, though, I think it should be you. You could replace me. That was amazing. It's funny. Like yeah. five minutes before we got onto this, I, I told my wife, I was like, can I just like do the intro to you and let me know if it's super stupid? And I did it. And at the end of it, she laughed and she goes, is that your guys' new intro theme song? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was awesome. Um, so yeah, that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about The Little Mermaid. And this is our first Disney movie. Yeah. And our first Disney animation, I think. And I started to read, uh, and I now know why. Bygone Geeks, Eric, before this recording, and he even wrote it into our podcasting contract that I never read. <laughs> if we ever did The Little Mermaid, I am obligated to ca call him... Prince Eric to this whole episode. That's why we're doing this. I see it now. So bear with us. So yes, we are doing The Little Mermaid. Nin we were talking about this 1989, which yeah. I thought was honestly later. I thought it was earlier, like maybe 1970s. And then we were talking about how Snow White is 1937, something like that. Just crazy how these movies um, have st stood the test of time. But it kind of just thought of my first question for you in regards to The Little Mermaid. Was this a, well, how old were you? And was this a bullseye rental mm -hmm. that you would that you would get? And now we got to really talk about this too for the guys who are our age and if their kids ever listen to us. If this was a rental, this was like straight up VHS. Yeah. And maybe a different, because this was when Disney was putting their movies in that like pillowcase yeah. What do they call that? Clamshell style yeah, case? Like, you know? Yeah, like the jewel case that was like padded and white and yeah. oversized. It didn't fit in the shelves. Yeah. No, you had to custom Disney, Disney making that money again. Well, they yeah. got to make it look like it came from the Disney vault. It has to be fancy looking. <laughs> <laughs> so was this a young Eric bullseye rental? I am pretty positive it was. And I know for sure it was something that we purchased because I remember... There was something exclusive feeling about those Disney cases, the VHS oh, cases, sure. and that there was a section of the the shelves at my grandparents and my home like that had those in it and it did it felt fan it felt fancy like opening it up and everything like that. Yeah. Um I'm pretty positive I watched this when it came out. I was 4. Um okay. and I feel like that like my sister 
was like five and a half going on six. So I feel like it was right up her alley as well. Um, but I feel like I watched this when it first came out and we bought it from the Disney vault, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And weirdly, you know, because I don't have kids, like I, I hadn't watched this in quite some time, but when I did a rewatch of it for this episode, I told David, I am absolutely shocked at the amount I remember to exact lyrics of songs to mm -hmm. scenes to like even like cueing back to how I felt too. Like I forgot how many scenes in this are are kind of dark and kind of scary mm -hmm. and and that the grandness of this movie for being from 1989 is amazing. It's quite quite amazing. But yeah, I I am 100% yeah. positive this was a bullseye video rental and a purchase um at like you know when I was like 4 or 5 years old. Uh this was a big big deal. Was it also for you? Yeah, I'm really, um, you know, I would have been a year old. And so I didn't watch it in probably a couple years later, probably in the 90s. Um, definitely had the taller, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up of how they did not fit in in, in standard entertainment center yeah. setups and things like that. We had all those clamshell. My mom st still has all of those clamshell cases and those VHSs. And when you like kind of grip them, you know, they just have that feel to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had that. Um, we watched it, you know, it was like a standard, a standard Disney movie. I think I liked it though, because Eric, I'm sorry, Prince... <laughs> Eric, uh, <laughs> your royal was, highness. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was like a cooler prince than yeah. what we saw in like Snow White and some of the other movies. Now, granted, these were princess movies, so young David, I wasn't like a, um, I like Power Rangers and all that, but I wasn't like GI Joe. Let's get muddy. Yeah. That's not the type of like young David. Wasn't that type of boy. So I, I didn't like not watch these movies. I wasn't like, oh, it's a princess. No. But I did like Eric, Prince Eric because he was cool. Yeah. He was like an Aladdin-ish kind yes. of guy, like a yeah. rogue, like, and he's sitting on the boat looking all cool, you know? Yeah. So, you know, young David had that memory of Eric just being cool. And then uh, you you talked about this of of kids and, and um, I'm sure Lucy has watched The Little oh, Mermaid. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know. Yeah, and, and I think so, she's watched, like, there's a lot of, like, secondary ones that I didn't know there were on the Disney channel, yeah. on the Disney Plus. Yeah. Those are, like, the Terminator. <laughs> we don't <laughs> talk don't about exist. after Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't know how there's... Yeah, they have to be prequels of The Little Mermaid because she, she gets her feet at the end. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> uh, she keeps her feet, so she can't yeah. become a mermaid ever again. But, you know, this was the first time and maybe one of the only times where eric and i we've talked about an episode of what we're gonna do and what we're gonna talk about where i was watching that movie with my yeah. daughter yeah. like i was like should we do a little mermaid you know the live action the trailers out this and that and i was like oh my gosh harper and i are watching it right now um and i yeah, don't know if that will ever happen timing. again yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're watching The Crow right now. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> so that was a really cool, cool moment because, like I said, this came out in 1989. Eric just said he watched it when it was, you were four. Yeah. I was probably watching it when I was four um, years later, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, got him. I meant and to say so, I watched it when I was 40 <laughs> in 1989. Because <laughs> I was you're born good. in 1989. You you're 40 now, right? Uh, <laughs> so... 
that was pretty cool that my daughter and I were watching a movie that I watched and now we're watching it when she's almost about to be three. Yeah. And it, it's just crazy how, and I gush over these movies because they're still so good to me and still so impressive. And this, yeah. the music alone is just timeless. Right? Absolutely. You know, and this yeah. one especially has some of the best Disney songs like when I think of Snow White or Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, some of those other princess movies, they didn't really have music that I remembered. No, I, no. I actually can't even name a song uh, offhand from those ones. But I feel like you're right with, with Little Mermaid. This um, And I looked this up too, that Under the Sea won an Oscar and won an Academy Award for Best Music. <laughs> like, that's it, a, it, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I know that Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl part of your world like they were all super catchy songs and like i said doing a rewatch i'm like holy crap these you know i it, david and i joke about not being able to remember what we had for breakfast yesterday and yet suddenly i can <laughs> you know just belt out kiss the girl in my best caribbean accent you know <laughs> like, <laughs> but like I, I i agree with you though there was something different about this movie and especially for me like as much as you're talking about prince eric being cool um, Eric is not a common hero name. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, like David has David and Goliath. You have like the pinnacle fight of all fights. Um, but like, uh, Eric is just not something you tend to see in cinema. Um, so to me as a kid, especially at the age of like four or five to have Prince Eric be this like Royal ocean explorer, <sighs> who Ariel thinks is like ridiculously handsome and can't take her eyes off of him. I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> like, yeah. this is amazing. Um, so yeah. Um, and the sweet thing about it is, is I didn't even uh, like, it makes you realize that like Eric is not a common sort of hero sounding name, but I saw a, a behind the scenes thing that said that there was some sort of producer or somebody that was part uh, integral part of this movie who died during production and his name was Eric. And they're just like, we're going to name the lead guy Prince Eric. And I was just like, oh, that's oh super gosh. charming. That's super sweet. Yeah. 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 So that was I neat. think you brought up a really cool point that I, I guess you're right. Like I did have toys of David fighting Goliath, you yeah. know, and, and David was just a, like a, you're kind of right. Like a stronger name and the, uh, you know, biblically and all of that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't think of that in, 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 you know, your shoes of you being a young, young guy and going, whoa, this main dude has my name. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That had been super cool. So that was, I had a, a Eric like action figure, you know, mm -hmm. um, he was very like, he had the white shirt, those like bluish pants and he looked, he had the boots on. He just yeah. looked like a, a, an adventurer. Right. Yes. Yeah. So did you have like, were you him for Halloween? Did you have um, toys of him? Like, was he kind of a, oh, this guy's is me. I'm going to kind of have his stuff too. Cause Hey, I, you know, I had someone who, um, he wanted shoes and they had his, his, his name on the shoes. And he's like, yeah. well, those are my shoes. Yeah. Did you have that kind of relation to them? I actually did. Like, I feel like, um, one of the most vivid memories I've, I have outside of this movie that has to do with this movie is McDonald's had, um, yes. Happy Meal toys. Yes. And, and they had an Eric rowing the boat, like that boat where he goes to like, try to save, um, Ariel when she's being attacked by Ursula. And I thought that, that and was it was so... a windup, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it had, had like the wheels wheel on, on the bottom. Yeah. 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 Um, I had that. And I think they had a, like a little flounder that like squirted water and stuff like that. And an Ariel. 
Um, yeah. I remember like wanting to go to McDonald's to get those and getting them and uh, yeah, playing with those a lot. Like it was, um, I don't think they real. I can't really recall outside of that them having like action figures or anything. Um, right. But I do know that like there was just something about like you hit the nail on the head. The head. He had an Aladdin feel, but he was like Aladdin, yeah. uh, like who didn't miss a a, a, a gym day. <laughs> like I feel like Eric <laughs> yeah. was like you know he got a big upper body. Like Aladdin was skinny. Yeah, he's <laughs> the one who should have been shirtless in a vest. <laughs> Not you know. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, so like he was, he had cool hair, like a, his jawline. He was bigger, and yeah captain of a boat and a prince all these other things uh yeah and at he was night great. he sir he switched his wardrobe at night he had like a darker grayish oh, yeah, you're right. and a black yeah. cape you know mm -hmm. like eric was sick uh, you know rewatching it i was like oh my gosh he looks like anakin at night you know just darker <laughs> robe stuff you know it's his nighttime <laughs> outfit yeah, i love how it's it's kind of like barney from um you know how i met your mother right i wear a suit to bed it's my pajama suit <laughs> yeah. like eric's like well i'm gonna wear the same thing just in a darker shade yeah yeah to let everyone know it's nighttime um i had those disney disney um toys and we talked about the movie box when they released their diamond edition of certain toys from the movies they came in those little yeah. smaller versions of the clamshell cases yeah yeah and um i know ariel was i think there it was like ariel beauty and the beast lion king i'm sure snow white was one of them and maybe cinderella um but that was also just a, a rush out to get but yeah having Going to McDonald's for those toys was was almost like we've talked a lot about KB Toys or Toys R Us. We love. I think in the '90s, McDonald's was like well, we're our own toy store too. Yeah, like it's yeah. bigger than the Happy Meal. And I remember seeking out the any time they did a Disney one. Ex yeah, and especially having Eric or Flounder. Um, you know, I I was sorry for all you Sebastian lovers. Oh. I he was kind of annoying to me. Oh, Eric's gonna be a little <laughs> like, oh great. I, uh, I I like Sebastian's songs. <laughs> like I did think that in the beginning he was a snitch for Triton. That <laughs> I'm like, what well, get this snitch out of here. So did Eric. Ariel. Ariel's yeah. like, you can go tell my dad you're good at that stuff. I was like, oh, man, got him. Thank God they're, they're underwater because that was a harsh burn. Oh, I Eric did, can edit that one out. I did forget how heavy Sebastian's Caribbean accent is. <laughs> like, it is heavy. Like, like Jar Jar Binks heavy at yes, times where I was is. like... Oh, I don't know. Does this? I had to rewind. I was like, did they put a disclaimer at the air, at beginning of Ariel like they did with Peter Pan? Because I was like, <laughs> there were moments. But yeah. The seaweed um, is always green. Now. <laughs> like it was just so heavy. Oh, don't get funny. us canceled for Sebastian. Okay, we're already close to getting canceled for my love for Chris O'Donnell. So <laughs> but Bill Murray I, uh, will redeem us. <laughs> so you know we talked sometimes about our sisters on the pod and that kind of got me thinking too so your sister was a little older yeah about um, a little over like a year and a half yeah was she a disney princess does she have that craze and like oh eric we got to watch little mermaid you know how sometimes with siblings you get to pick you pick a movie the one week at the video store i picked the movie yeah. the next week was that a thing for her when ariel came out when little mermaid came out we um we definitely both equally shared our obsession with Disney stuff. I feel like yeah. any time a Disney movie came out or we saw an ad for something, we just we needed to have the movie with the jewel case. Like it, like they really, <laughs> they 
really pulled a fast one on us that it's just like you're spending significantly more money for a plastic case that costs like a penny more than a normal plastic case. Um, but we both loved it. And my sister, she did like, I, I don't ever remember her dressing up as a princess or being obsessed with like, uh, like just like the flowing gowns and things like that. I feel like she she tended to like uh, boy stuff. Like uh, we both we both wore Colorado Rockies baseball caps. We both you oh, know. forgot about that. <laughs> uh, we both skateboarded. We both rollerbladed. We both did things that like um, we clicked together really well because of that. But at the same time, she still like she could go from skateboarding one second and then like five minutes later we're playing you know, we're playing with like Barbie and Ken dolls in a beautiful princess castle that's three feet tall. Like it's just, yeah. uh, so she she did um, jump between those uh, on, on a regular basis. But um, yeah, Disney had us both captivated um, and we saw, we, we didn't miss a single Disney movie in the 80s or the 90s, like at all. Like they didn't get past yeah. us whatsoever. How about yeah, you and your my sister? My sister definitely was, you know, into that stuff. And she had American Girl doll. She had Barbies. She had Princess Barbies. You know, when, when Barbie started coming out with the Barbie version of Dins Disney princesses, you know, mm -hmm. um, I definitely, and um, correct, she can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like she had the Ariel that wore a blue dress. And I, I just remember that those those figures being so like stunning because that was the first time probably I had ever even seen like a redhead. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Um, all the Disney princesses looked the same. There was brown hair, blonde hair, it's not, but never had seen like um, uh, a red redhead as a princess and the dolls, the the act, the toys, they, they really did a good job of yeah. capturing the color and things like that. Well, and you I, know, so I she saw, had those. I saw a thing that said that, um, that Ariel was the first, um, female Disney character that had red hair. Um, but it wasn't at all for, uh, like, it wasn't at all for like them having like diverse options at the time. It was solely because in 1983, the movie Splash came out yeah. and they wanted Ariel to look significantly different from Daryl Hannah's character. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You can't have a blonde mermaid, you know, six years after another Disney movie has right. a, a blonde mermaid in it. Yeah. 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 That's pretty interesting. And you think about choices in movies and i think we think about the toys and the things that really we responded to as kids like yeah the neon colors that green that pink and this and that if ariel this is a this is to me a choice that that whether like you said it wasn't through diversity but it was more we wanted it to be different if ariel had didn't have red hair yeah i just wonder if it how captivating it I would agree. have been. Yeah, you know? I agree. That's a yeah. crazy critical choice, especially when that was so different than everything they'd already done. Yes. Um, yeah, and I feel know. like her hair was so long and so, like, I feel like it was part of, it was very much part of her character. Um, yeah. And I do, uh, yeah, it, it really, I think with it all being under the sea, under the sea, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like you just have to say it like that. Um, but I feel like it. Uh, I feel like it was something that she did in every scene. She stood out. Like she was vibrant. She yeah. like you knew you knew where the hero was. Like you knew where the main character was just because it was yeah. so it was so identifying. Because um, I don't think you got that ever again until um, you would know better. Or, uh, is it Brave? Yeah, I think there's a Disney movie oh, called yeah. Brave where she has like big yeah, curly red hair. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Merida. Um, I always say that name wrong, so I probably did that wrong there. But yeah, <laughs> um, I well, and then we got to see Ursula as the brunette um, version of Ariel. Right. Yeah. And it's just another reminder of how I'm just glad they chose to not make her look blonde or brunette because um, yeah. it really did make her her stand out. And when an animated character, I think, can make can 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 make you forget you're watching an animated movie. Yeah. Um, by their the way they look and the way they sound, I thought that was really cool. And I think that just goes back to this movie's um, not only the way she looked, but the way she sounded like. There's something about the the person who did Ariel's voice and the way yeah. she sang those songs that I can, even in even now they sound so fresh and they sound so relevant and they sound just like current but they're they're timeless. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and the 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 lyrics of course are amazing. The tune, the beats. You know, when and probably young David wasn't big into like that kind of music either. But like I said, we hadn't really. Se- I hadn't seen that kind of music in a Disney movie like that. And then you know you got that, and then you got Lion King, and so like th- those kind of became more of we can we can market to a bigger audience while throwing music in there. Yes. And, um, you know, it kind of leads me to, did you have, so you, you said a couple of the main songs, right? Part of your world, under the sea, Mm -hmm. kiss the girl. And then I think of course, poor unfortunate souls, Ursula's big moment, Uh um, which I'll, okay, I it made me think of other movies too, like the The Lion King, right? Amazing songs in there. Can't wait to be king. Can you feel the love tonight? Um, and then Scar had his big song, right? They yeah. started giving villains these these big moments. Their their yeah. main song. So going back to Ariel, did you have out of those four one of your favorites? Like, could you just say definitively? I I was going to ask you the same question, and I feel like it was such it's a, such a hard call between because one second I think under the sea the next second I think kiss the girl um Mm. like I feel like both of those songs are super catchy um I I don't know I would have to actually probably say kiss the girl like there was something about the way that scene was filmed and like I said before I was attached to this movie because you know the main boy that was in it was named Eric and the fact that the main girl in Ariel likes Eric I was, and then you're having a scene with a song called kiss the girl like it right. was uh that was a big deal and I feel like that song I feel like there were so many plays in elementary school that were like we had so many times that we were just sing Disney songs at like talent shows or stuff like that and it was under the sea and kiss the girl were the main two ones that were, that were like yeah. constantly so you just have like 40 tone deaf elementary school kids <laughs> you know singing <laughs> these songs um but like i i know all the words because like it was not only with watching the movie so much but then in school like having the sheet music and learning the notes and actually learning all of the lyrics um back in a day where you couldn't look up lyrics like was yeah. was pretty cool um so yeah i w- i would say kiss the girl just because yeah, that's where you see them come together. Like it was sweet, it was charming, and you knew that they meant something. And I think it solidified their relationship that you're just like, oh, she's willing to give up this whimsical world of being a mermaid for this guy, like in, in this moment. Right. And so, yeah, that, that she that just was, met. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's, yeah, she just met two days prior. Cause I think and I got married four days later. I think. Yeah. Oh, like, wow. Well, and I, yeah, I feel like you have the moments too, where you realize that, that the kiss the girl song starts when Sebastian whispers into the ear of Eric and yeah. he's just like, 
It's <laughs> huh? like, you know, huh? I, I kind of think that if like in the first moment I went to kiss my wife on our first date, if I heard a Caribbean, small Caribbean crab voice in my ear, I might see a psychologist before I could kiss the girl. Yeah. <laughs> might not be a bad idea. Yeah. And he goes, did you hear something? And I'm like, well, you're with someone who can't talk. So clearly something supernatural is happening to you. The yeah. world around you. There's frogs singing. Eric, are you? Yeah. All, uh, what's happening here? Yeah, two days um, prior, he had head trauma from his seat from the <laughs> shipwreck. Like, you maybe want to get that checked out. <laughs> That's what I love. And when Eric and I talk about this stuff, you know, I always kind of hey, we're not film people. Like, I didn't go to film school or like that. We just like having fun, and and we love these movies. It's fun to look back at them though, like oh gosh 30 some years later now and yeah. just kind of point out some of the things i love in 30 rock john ham is plays a character in 30 rock where he's so good looking that people just disregard his mm-hmm. mistakes mm-hmm. you know he can order whatever he wants off the menu people just give him a motorcycle he's never ridden it before all that but he's so good looking i feel like the disney princess princes and princesses get that treatment yeah like yeah here we are talking about how good looking prince eric was and he's just making all these like ridiculous decisions and choices and same yes. with the princesses getting married four days later but it's like oh they're so good looking who cares and i always think john ham could have played or so i guess so could play a, a prince yeah you know but yeah we're just watching eric um do these do these funny moments now i said already I did not care for Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was the thing I would order at Red Lobster in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, and I would happily eat him. I took my daughter to Red Lobster once and I showed her those in the tank and she was like, oh, I want that one to eat. And I was like, oh, my girl, that sounds good. You know, so like he was just annoying to me. Um, nah, don't hate me, Star Wars. Like C-3PO-esque at times. Like I don't, and, and, oh, yeah. and um Zazu from Lion King. You yeah, know, the, those characters, I just uh, they were. I think they were meant to annoy us, though, right? Yeah, they're the fun because police in the majority of it. Yeah, yeah. Great, great words. The fun police, exactly. And so it was like potty poop, George <laughs> yeah. Box, you know. Um, <laughs> so I think um, the under under the sea and kiss the girl. With this is going to be interesting. I was I didn't care for. Loved part of your world. The Ursula song just scared me. And same with yeah. Scar. Like, those moments I didn't really like in the movies because they were scary. Yes, um, yes. So I, I'll go with the part of your world cliche because that is a main and, and beautiful song. But now, I love Kiss the Girl. As mm-hmm. I rewatch it the with Harper, I see what you're talking about. All the stuff that happens in the behind the scenes and just the flow of everything. I, I actually really dig the melody and the song, but I will admit young David before that'd be like a fast forward, fast, yeah. fast forward. Now, I don't know if that's cause I'm also a prude. I mean, <laughs> I, I, this is what can open up the layers of me here. I would watch Saved by the Bell. If people have listened before, I'd love Saved by the Bell. I watched it when I was really young. Like, and my grandmother would say, Oh, that's a smut TV show. <laughs> I wasn't watching it for the kissing and all that. Like, yes, Kelly Kapowski was gorgeous. I was watching it for Zach and AC uh-huh. Slater. They yeah. were so cool. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I could see young David not caring about Kiss the Girl either because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want any of that. I want to see Eric <laughs> just running around, you know, it yeah. was adventure. It was cool. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I would go with those those um, songs. I do uh, feel like there were different times in the movie, too, where um 
there were shorter songs as well because I forgot yeah. about the Le Poisson song, oh, yeah. the French Chef, which it seems like you and Harper are on the uh, insane French Chef bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> team, team <Wait>. French Chef. <laughs> <laughs> because like I feel like I one I I completely forgot about it till I did a rewatch of it, and I'm like, oh, I I remember this now, and it's just like it's another one of those things. You're like. This is one of Eric's employees, and this like, could you imagine walking in on, on a chef that's just like, first I pull out his bones and I chop off his head. Like, and you're just like, he's borderline Dexter psychopath here. Like, yeah. yeah, but it was that's, like maybe a 10 second song, but it was super catchy. It was fun. Su- yeah, super catchy and a scene that was like fun and whimsical and and yeah. different than. The prince and a princess that got most of the screen time, right? Or yeah. the villain that got some some screen time. Um, I with my rewatch is because I have a kid, and that's like a movie we watch every day for like thirty years now. It feels like I was waiting though for my initial rewatch, waiting for his butler oh. to become the villain. He for some did reason. Look, yeah, he looked villainous. He did. He was creepy yeah. looking. Yeah, and and I think though the memory that triggered that was. Not only his look and mm-hmm. the way he dressed, when she blows the tobacco smoke on him and his face is covered in that soot. Oh, yeah. I, young David, remembered that though as his, like, uh, almost like he was going to throw up like a, a grimy, you know, I, that state is a memory that he was always a bad guy for some yeah. reason. He never yeah. had Eric, Prince Eric's best interest. That's but true. He did. Yeah, but yeah. it's interesting how what we remember as kids and what sticks in our brain is who we want to choose as the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I, I agree. I do feel like he was creepy, and I feel like he was kind of animated similarly to how Jafar is. He had yeah. like a really big nose and big, like he just very extreme features, but was skinny. Um, yeah, there was a creepiness to him, but I do specifically remember as a kid that Ursula and her two eels were horrifying like absolutely horrifying and she was so big and like every feature was so extreme and that deep raspy voice too and it was just yeah yeah, it was so creepy um and all her tentacles and stuff like that but you're right when she sang that poor unfortunate souls and ariel swims past all those like little shriveled you know people but it's just like, you know, oh, note yeah. to self, like maybe don't sign a contract with somebody that their entranceway is full of these <laughs> like right. little squid things. Um, but <laughs> like that was that was a terrifying scene, like especially watching it at like four or five years old. Um, those were even watching it as an adult. I'm like, this was as dark as I remember it being. And I couldn't imagine yeah. four year old Eric. Like I probably covered my eyes at different times. Like it was very, very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. There was. um the dark moments for me as a kid and as an adult though you realize that like you talked about those creepy crawlies were humans yeah now captured in their their souls but like when when ursula at the end of the movie turns into mega ursula and comes mm. out of the water stay puff and ursula face <laughs> what did you call her stay puff it's not the marshmallow man <laughs> She went full Stay Puft Marshmallow Man at the end of it. You wouldn't know a Ghostbusters reference. Sorry. I, I, I wouldn't, but I will apologize to Ursula for you, and I'll give her uh, your address as well so she can get you and turn you into the creepy crawly. Now, when she comes out of the water, young David, adult David, her face has always stayed in my... Mm-hmm. She lives rent-free in my head. Because like, I was like, oh, that's exactly how terrifying I remember it as. And yeah. she, we thought she was... You talked about how massive she was just as yeah. a normal size, you know, whatever she is. Yeah. 
then when she turns, you know, it was like, oh my gosh. And it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting because she's still when it happens, it's like, yeah, it's just how I remember. I snapped yeah. right back into young Dave and just like and I looked at my daughter, I was like, Are you she doing okay during this scene? Like, yeah, this how, is that's a good how does than she react to because she's a she's younger than when I saw it. How does she react to Ursula? Like it does it does, is there anything that she says that scares her? She um doesn't like her. Yeah. You know, um she she's um doesn't like Jafar. Yeah, she can tell right away. And sometimes she'll be like, This part's scary, you know? Uh, and then yeah. so she does have those reactions. And I'm like, Yeah, I know, but we'll get to this other part and this and that. Sometimes she'll cover her eyes or just like, you know, um look intently on the screen, but you can tell she's a little scared. Yeah. Um, and it just reminded me uh these elements not got away with things not what i'm trying to say but with animation yeah you can kind of paint it paint a picture and it might not come off because they're not real people right yeah but man the imagery can still be pretty frightening at that For age sure. yeah uh, at I, any age i guess yeah i agree because like i feel like there were i feel like there were multiple times in this movie where the shipwreck, um, where, you know, uh, like that was a scary scene. I yeah. feel like um, all of the scenes with Ursula, I feel like even when Triton comes into um, Ariel's collectibles cave and yeah. and loses it. And <laughs> well, it's yeah. funny. Like I realized I'm like, wait, is it Ariel's fault that I have a room? <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, like I'm going to come in there with my trident and... Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, even when I was listening to the song where she's like, look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? No, it's never complete, Ariel. <laughs> like, always keep collecting. <laughs> but no, like, I feel like even in that scene with Triton, he terrified me when he got angry at her and started yeah. breaking all of the stuff. Because I feel like... You're right. Like there is something like in animation that you can make it more extreme that the lighting shifted. Yeah. Like he, he looked like, it's like they transform into a darker version of themselves. And you're like, wait, I thought he was a good guy. Why does he look like a villain right now? Um, but yeah, this whole movie had such big swings like that where it's just like you have these whimsical, nice scenes and you're singing under the sea and you have like, you know, fish playing, you know, shell bongos. And then two seconds later, it's like you see Ursula and her and her eels and you're scared yeah. to death. Like it was it was uh, it was beautifully done in that way. Yeah, that that's a scene that has stayed with me in my rewatches with with Harper as well. When um, King Triton is shown in the shadows watching Ariel and her collection and he's not happy he's yeah. he's not impressed he's not amazed this basically is a room that goes against everything he's tried to keep her from yeah. and yeah he comes out of you only see his eyes basically yeah and he's in the dark and then he appears and it's in and, and then he he just you know ariel and he had that voice uh, yes a yeah. commanding uh voice and he was he was he had to skip leg day because he was a merman, but his <laughs> chest was jacked. He skipped fin day. Uh, fin day. <laughs> fin day. <laughs> yeah, it's like hey, your fins. Yeah, uh, he he was just a massive dude, right? And yeah. uh, he wielded that triton, and he was also a gentle guy. And this is kind of where I'm going with this, you know, like with with parenting and stuff. Um, hit that scene where he just loses it and yeah. just, just starts destroying her stuff, and you hear Ariel, "Daddy, no," you know, and. And then he 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 almost is like in this rage mode, 
and then he he stops he's destroyed everything and he he has a small moment of just like oh why yeah. i went overboard i re- yes no pun intended <laughs> is that our first c reference <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man so yeah you know he sees it and uh it just that moment has stayed with me because you know there are times where you lose your patience or you know mm-hmm. stuff like that and i i loved that was something i never noticed as a kid i never noticed what parents were thinking or how they reacted yeah. it was just immediately oh my god ariel 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 and then you know just thinking how how he has to move forward but that total one moment where he had his his big you know they had that big argument that really changed the movie for Ariel and what she wanted. She now, he now pushed her away even further by trying to keep her closer. Right. And, um, it was just kind of mindful for me to just think about, um, as I parent, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way as you, as an uncle, like just how the things we do to keep people close to us, our kids, uh, our family, what, what reactions yes. can have, how they have a, have a, a effect on, on the young people. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, <laughs> I feel like what would be the ultimate uh, analogy for this is that maybe someday, you know, if Uncle Eric keeps wearing off on on Harper, the more I see her and get her interested in Bill Murray, that it would be the equivalent of like if one day you walk into a room and it's nothing but Bill Murray posters, you'll have your Triton <laughs> moment of everything in this room you're totally against. <laughs> You just destroy everything. I would do it with a smile. You know what? I'd actually, I wouldn't even use a Triton. I'd use the Ghostbuster Blaster. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, the Ghostbuster Blaster. That's exactly what it's called. <laughs> I'd use You that. know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> everything in there. Um, you know, I also, you talked about scary moments. This was something straight nightmare fuel when Ursula, her voice, you hear her voice without even having to see Ursula, right? It's like when a picture talks to you. Yeah. I hear that with Ursula's voice. When she loses the necklace that had captured Ariel's soul or her voice mm-hmm. and all that, it was she turns back into Ursula. She starts crawling. Yeah. Like moving very fast, like a spider. Mm-hmm. And that image has stayed with me too. I just didn't realize how it's like when a the girl from the ring comes out of the TV and is crawling at you. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it um, it, weirdly, I didn't remember until I did the most recent re- rewatch of it. I remember her, Ursula taking her voice, but I, for some reason, remembered it as her taking her voice later in the film, like towards the end of the film. I didn't realize that I totally forgot that she has like no voice the whole time she's on land. Um, but yeah, that you're right. I feel like there were pretty much every single scene with Ursula um, was just, was very, was very scary. Um, And I feel like even for her to trick Eric at the end of the movie and you see the lights like transfer to his eyes that he's like full um, taken over by her. um, It was very interesting. And I I am, I don't know. I am very curious how um, as time goes on, you know, like we referenced at the beginning of this episode, like with the live action one coming out next year. I don't I'm curious how you're going to capture a lot of that stuff, like you said, that you can get away with and make extreme in an animated fashion. Yeah. But how, do, how does that translate into a, a real world, a real life character? I'm, I'm very intrigued by that because this movie is very, 
is very whimsical in that way. And like you said, uh, I think you referenced the songs that the, they were ti- they're timeless, that they don't feel dated. Like I feel like a lot of older Disney stuff, like if you watch like Mary Poppins and you hear the songs in Mary Poppins, there's this old charm to it that like, mm-hmm. you know, it's from such a long time ago. And, but for some reason, even though Little Mermaid is from a long time ago, part of your world and under the sea and all, like all of these great songs still, they feel like they could have been written today. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, impre- they're very impressive and it makes sense why back then it, it, it won an Academy Award for a Disney song. Like it's just, it's timeless for sure. Yeah. I, you know, talking about the live action and talking about the big, songs and the big moments you can you in an animation movie too right you can do a lot more with the cgi with the drawing with the cartoons and whatnot it'll be interesting how they capture maybe that shipwreck or how they capture you know big ursula if, if that happens or how they'll make ursula look underwater i mean i gotta say and you know people who listen to this know me i love disney i i um I just have not been a fan of the dream. Uh, I almost said DreamWorks. Uh, I'm not a fan of DreamWorks. <laughs> Disney. Um, li- the live action Disney movies. Like um, my my take on that is like with Aladdin, Lion King, Cinderella. Um, they did Maleficent, which isn't you know a live action Sleeping Beauty in a sense. But um, if if the if the music isn't going to capture the same magic that the animation movies did, yeah. They already lost me because right. that was such a huge part of those movies that, well, I'm just going to go back and watch the animation one. I don't need yeah. to watch adults do this if right. the music's not going to be good. I'll just watch the characters that I grew up with. Yes. Um, yeah. And I felt that way. You know, Will Smith, please don't come over here and slap me. Your genie was fine. But I mean, I'm just going to, then the music was okay, but I'm going to watch the Aladdin I grew up with and watch Robin yeah. Williams do it. You know, keep that genie's uh, name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, um, and same with the Lion King, which I don't know how that can be considered live action because weren't those CGI? Lions? They were, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just so, more expensive CGI. <laughs> like it wasn't know, really live action, yeah. And yeah. I love you, Queen Beyonce. I think she was the she was Nala in that, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I felt like the music was better in 1996 or whenever. My yeah. point with all this is like, if I'm going to watch something, I'm going to go back and watch the stuff I loved, especially if it's a music based thing. Cause I just felt like it was better done then. Now, now with, when we heard, I'm, I, I did this. I think a lot of other people did this too. Hallie Bailey. I was <laughs> yeah, like, Hallie Bailey's a new yeah. Ariel? I did the what? same thing. And yet my last name's <laughs> Bailey for goodness sakes. So that I said it Hallie Berry too. Yeah. Prince Eric and yeah, now yeah. Bailey. Yeah, I get Ariel in this one. Yeah, yeah. They better be cutting you some checks, man. <laughs> you should get some money for all this. Like, wow. Yeah, so I was like, how? okay. Her look and voice is that... The Beautiful. trailer looked cool. I was like, okay, I can get with this. The water looks good. Eric, you said it perfectly. Like, this is better than Aquaman. I was like, okay. <laughs> then she sang, too, and I was like, oh, Scout and I looked at each other like, that's fire. This is next yes. level because that's like i said if the music's not good then i'm just gonna go watch the old ones yes and now it finally feels like her voice matches the intensity and the the charm at the same time because part of your world 
and the, uh, these songs do have intense moments. Oh, mixed for sure. In, you know, kind of like you said about the movie. It, it has, oh gosh, I was about to say it has its waves. <laughs> <laughs> Second, number two reference. <laughs> you know, same with the song. So I, I'm I'm optimistic yes. about those live action um Little Mermaid. How are you feeling? You're feeling optimistic? I agree. I feel like when I watched the teaser for it, um, it's, I, I like, I thought it was interesting how they went about it. That like, she's again, she's in her collectibles cave and, and it looks really whimsical. And I feel like, yeah, I, I like that that sequence ends with her looking up so longingly at the, the surface um, and I did think that, like, I remember as a kid and even in my uh, recent rewatch, when, when animated Ariel does that scene and looks up, you realize, oh, this is the purpose. You knew as a kid, this is what she wants to do. This is the adventure she's going to take. This is her purpose. Yeah. And you, it, it translated in an animated face that doesn't have a lot of features, but it's still translated. So to see Hallie, um, look up so longingly like i feel like not only is her voice beautiful but i feel like she looks super convincing that she looked like uh she captured what i felt in the original ariel yeah. so yeah i'm i'm 100 percent on board for it <laughs> on board for it there's mine oh man <laughs> okay that's number three we have uh, it was also in our contractor so we have to do a hundred so this <laughs> Podcast last a lot. Um, yeah, we're on three at forty-seven minutes in. Yeah, it's gonna be a real long one. Um, but no, like I, I do. I think that um, I'm shocked that there are some people who aren't um, as equally excited about it. Um, I don't quite know why. There's part of me that hopes that it's just people who know that that gets their page traffic on social media. Mm. That being controversial is just what clicks, and, click and you're not really that much of a that, jerk. Yeah. Like clickbait is that four? Yeah. I think that's four. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Slipped right past you. <laughs> it did. Um, yeah, I hope they're not like that either, but you know, and if they are, you know, man alive, like there's someone, one of the headlines says, uh, people are upset that they chose a black person to play a fake, not real, a fantasy yeah. character, right? Like, Ariel, we gush over we're, we gushed over a cartoon, right? And that's fine. It was never real. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think represent like it's just interesting what people get hooked on, uh, fixated on with representations. Like, well, she wasn't. She was like drawing. Yeah. You yeah. know. Right. Um. And I think. Yeah, and someone else had posted like um, there were forty nine other. Disney movie, Disney princesses in the movies before we got Princess uh, Tiana in Princess and the Frog. Yeah. You know, and she was the first black princess. And so now, you know, we're getting um, Ariel. Uh, like, it's like, basically, it was just like, uh, it's like time. Yes. For, the, for well, more moments like this. And I think this will be probably the first and last time I'll ever mention this this word in our podcast because our podcast is about whimsy, not about politics. Mm -hmm. um, but when people reference that, like, oh, Disney's doing this for woke reasons, mm. I don't care. I don't yeah. care for what reason that they're doing it. I feel like there are plenty, like, anybody who's grumpy about this, get on TikTok or get on Instagram Reels and search Little Mermaid and watch how many little mm. girls of color lose their mind watching yeah. that trailer. 
How many of them get super excited, say that she looks like me? That is what's important here. I don't yeah. care if, if, a, if a business did it for business reasons. It's doing what it should do. It's giving little girls whimsy that 30 years from now when they do their own bygone geek podcast, you know, if podcasts exist at that point, like this will mean something to them. Like, and, yeah. th and that's what it's all about. And you're not going to take, I'm sorry, you can be as grumpy as you want. You're not going to take that meaning from, from those people. You can try as hard as you want. You're not. It's just, you know, um, I think as much as you and I are connected to our pop culture from our era and our characters, uh, our heroes, our villains, um, the people that uh, like we feel connected to, you will never rob me of that. Um, yeah. And I, I don't care how grumpy you are. I, I'll always have that. And I'm excited to see that um, being sparked in in young girls, and especially young girls of color, to be able to see that that like they look like me. That's beautiful. Why why would you take that away? That's beautiful. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, and I think going back to her, she did capture the aerial essence. Um, I would use the word naive um in a sense but like a whimsical naiveness like mm -hmm. uh you know because because it's even in the lyrics right and we when we see her looking up at this world she wants to be a part as my daughter lovingly sings where they don't reprimand their daughters i'm like <laughs> oh, they do <laughs> you know um uh, i just there there is that whimsical naiveness then and i think that ha ha hallie Bailey. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you know, she has that and 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 um we're I'm big on 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 look, on emotions through the face without talking or without having to, you know, yeah. I think Leonardo DiCaprio does that really well. He sucks you and you didn't have to have say anything and the way she just looked up, I was like, "Oh, that's Ariel." You yeah. Know? And I didn't, you know, it was just really sad to See, I think the video I watched, it was like it got 19 million views and 1.5 million dislikes because right. of the way she looked. Mm -hmm. and I just, but I am um, stoked for that. I, I uh, have really enjoyed um, re-watching this with Harper and kind of discovering some things about me as I kind of look at myself in the King Triton role now. Yeah. Um, even though I'm still, well, you're Prince Eric. I guess. Okay, you can be <laughs> Prince Eric. Uh, you're I'll the, be the you're old the, butler. Yeah, you'll be the scrawny, creepy butler. That we Let me be the chef. I want to be the chef now. That's life goals. I'm that chef. <laughs> um, you know, this. it's been really cool seeing her watch it and she she starts she's um she'll start uh, her song flipping your fans you know and she she's knows way more lyrics than i do and it's just been it's just really fun to hear her sing something from 1989 yeah and here now as bygone geeks we get to do a podcast on it in 2022 yeah and she's as a almost three-year-old singing that song so yeah. now as you talked about our you know girls doing this podcast 30 years from now uh-huh it will happen. Yeah. Because she's making that memory just like we made 30 years ago. Yes. That's yeah. just wild to me. Yay. That was great.
<laughs> Beautiful, Harper. Didn't cry this whole episode. <laughs> uh, now I do. Oh my goodness, that is so adorable. My goodness. So yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. <laughs>